Hello, everyone. I am so excited that you're coming back to join us for episode two of Who Let Us Watch This. Tonight, we'll be discussing one of Jenny's favorite shows. I don't know if it was a favorite. I'm yeah, making... It was, a, it was good. It was okay. one of my favorites, yeah. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Don't, show. don't recommend you watching it, quite it, honestly. It's not, um, it's not a show that ever should have been shown to children. No. And I didn't actually, I think, I didn't realize until I watched it now um, that maybe it was never meant for children. And and also this very well could have been where I got a lot of my very, very liberal tendencies from. Well, before we get too far in, I feel like we should take a moment, thank our sponsors. um, Yeah, God. Um, Kyle McGlade. Kyle McGlade, a hopeful substitute teacher Mm -hmm. in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Uh, He has sponsored Who Let Us Watch This. uh, And we are also sponsored by Scott Kasanovich, uh, an unemployed man um, that lives with his mother in Florida. His dog is also a resident in that home, Clyde. Named Clyde. It's a lot more glamorous than it sounds because it's Florida, and he's a very nice man. He's very, very nice and could be the future father of our child. I think that's too much personal information to share. He has, te- he has agreed to do it. Now it's been recorded. Well, maybe so. in six to nine years we'll find out what happens Maybe with that. we will. Maybe we will. Anyway, so, dinosaurs. So I wanted to watch this show because one of my um, childhood memories that I have is about steroid use. And... <laughs> I never benefits. I never use steroids. If you if no one knows what Jenny looks like, she is about a hundred pounds, soaking wet, very thin, very small, and not the kind of thin that you would look at and be like, I aspire to be that skinny. No, kind of like she definitely. What is she doing? Yeah, not a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing you'd want to recreate. Um, Let's just say I've been accused of anorexia from medical professionals. Let me just clear up the record. I am not, nor have I ever been. Not that there's anything Our bottomless wrong with brunch today attests that you are not. I'm not. I kept all that food in. <laughs> I did take a big but, nap. But we do afterwards. not. Eating disorders are not funny. No, and they are very real. Not. So anyway. Uh, anyway, though. Yeah. Steroid use. Um... <laughs> Wait. The episode title, Steroids to Heaven. Yeah. The episode titles were amazing on this show, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize, obviously, you know, when I was little. But so this show, I think we should mention, was aired on ABC and was a part of the Jim Henson production yeah. company. Well, so so Jim Henson had this idea, yeah, for this show, uh, and the only reason, and so he and he was and he passed away before the show was made, but the only reason that ABC gave it a chance was because The Simpsons, at the time, was so popular. And so they when wanted did it to start do, airing. Eighty eight. This show started a- airing in eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. And the Simpsons had given so much success for Fox mm-hmm. that ABC wanted a, a cut of that. And so, who better than the Muppet Master? Yeah. Right. So they they so Jim Henson had like originally thought of the idea and storyboarded it and sort of cre- and creatively um, came up with it with someone else mm-hmm. um, who I think was involved in the show. Um, and carried it on but where he got the idea for the show was was like i think prior to the simpsons he did a um a commercial for la Choya, which is like a what 
<laughs> he did a commercial and in the commercial and it's it's like a it's like a canned like fruit food company i don't know it's called Latoya. they still make food i think i think they make like like you can probably find them on like the asian aisle of the grocery store is that is that the preferred nomenclature? Can I say the Asian Isle? Wow, we're I was getting gonna... into some dicey territory. <laughs> I was gonna say Oriental, That's but is that what it's definitely called? Definitely not allowed anymore. No, but is is that the name of the aisle? What's the name of the aisle? International. Yep. International Isle. Or if you're in an Asian country, just the just grocery the aisle. store, <laughs> just the whole thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyway, so he was doing this commercial. Do they call them groceries over there, Jenny? I don't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that reminds me of in the seventh grade. <laughs> since this is a show about our childhood, sure. Really, in the seventh grade, we had I went to and I went to middle school in Indiana, and that's pertinent only because this well, this is going to be such an <laughs> offensive show. <laughs> it makes sense in DTA. <laughs> DTA, you can do whatever you want, um, but. Uh, this girl we had some some person come to the school to do like an assembly um and like kind of teach it like it's one of those like times when like people come in and they're like like, a tolerance like hey yeah like it was like you know similar to sex ed or like to um someone coming in and talking to you about like your futures and Mm -hmm. we had someone come in that was that would talk to us about for for, in 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 anderson indiana why like an international relations person came in and like talked to us about living in in uh in mexico okay and the, this girl got up and asked if they breathed air in Mexico. Oh, God. What? <laughs> anyway. What did she think they did? She didn't think they did that. Oh, I don't know. God. She thought it was a totally different world because she's an idiot. I got to say, I think my favorite school uh, auditorium session like that, a school yeah. assembly, that's what they called them was a bunch of wrestlers came and talked to us about abstaining from sex. Mm. And then at the end, the one guy crushed a baseball bat on his thigh. What? Yep, because that was pertinent to teaching us not to bang each other. Similar things that happened in the same auditorium. Sure. the same class. Mm -hmm. We were given the sex ed talk where someone passes around a fun size Three Musketeers bar Mm -hmm. unwrapped. Oh, God. Yeah. To the whole class. Ew. And then at the end says, Do you want to be like this? <laughs> do you want to be do you wanna be like this? Three musketeers bar? <laughs> Basically, long story short, I I gathered my I gathered I gathered my liberal sensitivities from a lot of places, but dinosaurs was definitely one of the places where it began. Because this show, um I never finished the commercial or where the commercial he he did it. <laughs> the joy jim henson jim henson did a commercial yeah people are gonna think we're drunk doing this but we're not no i was earlier but i'm not anymore we both were yeah 25 cent mimosas go a long way but he did this commercial and they he did a puppet he used a dinosaur puppet Mm -hmm. to sell this food and he got this idea ever since then uh, until until he passed away i'm shocked that he that they thought do... that would be profitable that's weird yeah. they wanted he wanted to do a show with dinosaur puppets i wish that um i'm definitely gonna post a picture mm-hmm. in this little write-up thing because people should see these are ugly dinosaurs yeah well They're... the dinosaur in the ad was ugly too and there's a picture of that yeah because some yeah. of them their mouth moves as if a person's hand like a real puppet mm-hmm. some of them their mouth moves as if it's just like a up, I don't. I, I mean, one of the it. one of the fun facts of the show was how I mean, it was a really, really, really expensive show to put on. 
and put together. That's um, shocking. Yeah, it was like it was well, incredibly expensive to do. With the, all the background stuff in each in each setup, like all the props, it seemed like they did a lot of work. But it was a really expensive show to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, it only ran for four seasons. And again, I'm perplexed by the timeline of the show, much like Unsolved Mysteries. Um, and a lot of the shows that I wanted to talk about, uh, four seasons. Mm-hmm. And I was born in 1989. And it started in 1989. It definitely did reruns. Like, I remember seeing it doing reruns on, I guess, ABC Family. Because, you know, Family Matters would come on. And I think yeah. the show... I gotta be honest, I think this show, I always turned it off. Yeah. Well, I, I can see why. I didn't watch. I had a hard time rewatching it. It was difficult. And we it, made yeah. a friend watch it, too. We did. We made and our they, poor friend watch it. And, and I was falling asleep. I could tell it was not entertaining. It wasn't Which going is, over well. It's not to say, like, this is not a great, I think, a great show from... Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't know. Like, when you're little, maybe it just doesn't have to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, unclear what I was absorbing from the show, but... Because uh, it it seemed to me like a weird mix of like I love Lucy, yeah, and puppets. Because right. it was really oafish and back, like backdated, and everything was like a sly, con- so so slight the commentary that it could just be taken at face value, and you know, well, it's really. I mean, the whole show is a satire, right? Like every episode's a satire, right? And on Which, Roseanne, you know, they come out and put it in your face what they're trying to tell you. This one is like, let's. Yeah, the whole the show was Sneak it's, it's it pretty. It's, I mean, I think it's very heavy handed. One of the episodes that we watched was called "What Sexual Harris Meant," and the show was about sexual harassment, and it didn't have a happy ending. That yeah. was my only real takeaway from that. Was like, I was really surprised no, it did by because they eh, it didn't though. Well, it, here's the takeaway. Okay. I wrote we the takeaway down. We didn't even down. talk about the steroids no, 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 we're episode. Gonna, we're going to get back to the steroids episode. Okay. Um, this so, is the verdict in that show. Your behavior was unprofessional and uncalled for. Yeah. But when it's done with this kind of wit and style, it's all in good fun. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you should lighten up, toots. Yeah, like lighten up, toots. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that, a- was, that was what the judge was like, ultimately, lighten up. Um, and the whole episode's about sexual harassment. Um, what, what they said was that uh, that it's all in good fun. Yeah, it was, all in good it, fun. it was inappropriate that he said those things, but it was all in good fun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to the original point of the show of uh of this particular episode. Sure. So, was it important at four years old to acknowledge steroid abuse? Well, I never used drugs, so I guess so. Yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. Uh, I do have some comments right off the bat about the characters. Sure. I want to also, um, before you say that, sure. I want everyone to know, Elise did not like the show, did Mm-mm. not watch the show as a child, and Mm-mm. really didn't want to do the episode on this show. I did not do any research. Yeah. Um. So, the really fresh take here. Yes. Um. The daughter character, I don't know any of the character's name except for Monica. Um. But the daughter character is a dinosaur. Charlene. Is a dinosaur just like the boss guy. BP Rich BP Richfield. So I don't know if you notice that mm. he's not she's not the same kind of dinosaur as the rest of the family. Well, none of the, none of I them think, have the same color eyes. I think the mom cheated with BP Richfield. Well, none of them wear pants. That's how so. Charlene got there, and that's why none of them like Charlene. Middle child syndrome. Um, none of them have the same color eyes. Mm-hmm. The family is a really interesting hodgepodge of different dinosaurs. 
but the, don't seem to be totally related grandmother to one another. And the little baby seemed to be the same. The grandmother was originally supposed to be a pterodactyl. Ugh. But they thought that it would be they didn't think they it was too expensive. Right. To actually make a puppet that hung upside down that only was gonna come out occasionally. So they put her in a wheelchair. I mean they did it on Pee Wee Herman. Why couldn't they do it on this? What I find interesting about the the puppets mm-hmm. is that the girl puppets even though love is a huge motif mm-hmm. and sexual things, and even the word sexual, despite the fact that the show is PG rated, is a big theme. The girl dinosaurs don't have boobs and no one wears pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, like they give them, I think the girl dinosaurs like wore, either had lipstick on or mm-hmm. a necklace or earrings. Most there's of them had very earrings. little, or and sometimes there's scales. Or they're different make colors. Them, make like, them look like a female. Charlene was green, but the one girl in the steroid episode, Connie, or I don't remember, yeah, she was like pink and purple. Like, yeah. oh, this is a girl. Yeah, it's difficult to tell who, I mean, other than the fact that their voices are a little bit higher and that the women are all berated mm-hmm. and harassed. But that's what they should expect out of their lives. It, Yeah, it's weird. I mean, the last episode that we finished watching, I just remember, I just said, this is, that was really depressing. And it was about, sex, I think it was the sexual harassment episode. But I think my, I think my image is being really painted right now by Donald Trump's America. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty much a lot. I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to stay positive too. I'm not thinking about the ban on Muslims right now at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. Um, so the character in this show, Christopher Maloney. Mm-hmm. He plays a guy in a do-rag, and I think, again, no research, I think his character in What Hot American Summer also wore a do-rag. Actually, the so, character on the show... Same guy. Very similar just to like Wet Hot Millennia. American Summer, Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Yeah. Denies using drugs, and then turns out he, t- he, he turns out to be drugs. He turns out to be a really good guy, though. Yeah, he gets him off the roids. In the steroid episode, he's mm-hmm. the one that does initially tell Robbie about, about steroids Didn't and what they can do. Him. Then Robbie breaks into a locker. But he did warn Robbie, but also it was one of those, like, you don't want to yeah, do like, like this. Yeah, you don't want to do it. You think you look all big and mm-hmm. and great. And that girl right. will go out with you. Um, so he takes the steroids, and then he just becomes a complete asshole. Um, because he didn't want to... He worked out for a while with his dad, which, by the way, his dad carries a sexy picture of himself wearing a plaid thong. Which, by the way, is the only time he's wearing pants. Yeah, but that's when I noticed that they right. weren't wearing pants. Was when he showed his son. Which why one? That why picture. is he carrying that around? And two, did he make his plaid shirt out of that sh- same? The picture thong was shown material? to Robbie. I know. To in, to tell him, look, this is time to start working out. Right. Although it's really hard to tell who's overweight mm-hmm. and who's fit. Just a body, because the dinosaur that Robbie is uh, really taken with mm-hmm. becoming, you know, like the build that he wants to have is like morbidly obese. Yeah. And his father seems morbidly obese. But then he becomes very muscular. Anyway, I learned a lot from this show. It stuck with me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is probably, I mean, I think there. There are a lot of reasons why I probably didn't ever really turn to drugs as an as a teenager or an adult. My anxiety about what would happen mm-hmm. if I did, I think, came from television shows like this. 
Because what happens to Robbie, if you've not watched the show, when he takes the steroids, is can he... I, can I document you this? You can yeah, okay. feel free to jump so in. So yeah. he goes into a bathroom rage. I have to get ready for the dance. Oh, let's see. What's more important, your big date or my unmentionables? Sorry, fine washables win. <laughs> Let me in there now. Get lost. <laughs> It's all yours, big bloated brother. <laughs> oh, you left your wet stuff in here. I don't want to look at your wet stuff. <sighs> oh, oh, you're crazy. What's the matter with you? His sister's in the bathroom. She's hand washing her underwear and things, and he's like, "You got." He breaks the door down and goes, "You got all this wet stuff everywhere," <laughs> and I wanted. I, I don't know. It, when he kept saying wet stuff, it was just like, it's just her underwear. Yeah. Why? What's happening? This is weird. I don't know. And then he also moves the fridge and emasculates his father. And his father cowers. There's there's Masculinity there's is ma- very... Yeah. It's a lot of the show. Yeah. What like, masculinity means, how silly yeah. it is, how people define it, mm-hmm. and, and why it essentially means nothing. Yeah. I, what, I mean, the thing, though, that really struck me is that I watched the show as a, as a little kid. So was I picking up on all the satirical Mm-mm. stuff? Absolutely not. No, I wasn't picking up on any of it. So the message that, like, men uh, are superior. And work and women don't. Yeah, and women and don't are not. Need to think. Even if the wife, Fran, you know, had a sassy comeback or the baby hit the dad with Which a frying pan. That classic thing, like... I'm the man, I have all the economic power, and mm-hmm. I say I have the power in the home, but my wife really does. Like, that's just, no, it's not real. She's still disenfranchised. Yeah, the show really did uh, make me think about satire for children, well, and if because that's really appropriate. It's not, which is why satire is difficult to begin with, because you're going to get people that understand it, and then more people, I think that will not understand that it's satirical and they'll take it at face value. And then kind of like the Colbert show, I think that's why I never really caught on because there are some people that just take it at what he's saying. Some people really genuinely do. He tests just as well with Republican audiences as he does democratic audiences. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor lies. Our fathers told us when I was, um, Probably five or six, I watched Babe, Pig in the City, and I really liked the movie. I liked the setting especially, um, and I was really taken with Venice, Italy. Um, I asked my father if we could go to Venice and I could experience it for myself, and he told me that children were not allowed in Venice. Um, and that we would never be able to go. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little older, maybe eight, nine, and was quite taken with Mexico. And I thought that that was a really pretty place that you could go. (laughs) I liked the beaches, and it just seemed really scenic. Um, I lived in Utah around that time. Um, So... I asked my father if we could go uh, to Tijuana, which is the place that I thought of. And he said that um, specifically children were not allowed in Tijuana. I'll be honest, 
That one may be true. Yeah. There were a lot of lies that were told about traveling and things related to the economy and money. Things we could and could not do based on what they cost. To this day, Jenny still does not have a passport, even though I'd tell her, you're allowed to go to these places. Update. I am almost ready to apply after my parents, for the second time, lost my birth certificate. <laughs> lost the original, and then the one I purchased once I got old enough to do so. But I've ordered another, and we are back on track. Getting out of this country. So take that, DTA. Yeah. And we're back. So thanks, fathers of Jenny. I guess just the one. Yeah, there is only the one. Um, the second episode we watched was called Career Opportunities, which again, we're both on the job hunt, trying to get some new jobbies. Elise yeah. has two jobs. I have zero. Yeah. So she is compensating for that. Mm-hmm. Um, double the jobs. Half the fun. Yep. And uh, I thought it would be nice to watch an episode. I really just wanted to watch. This had no memory to me of any special clout, but I thought it might be nice to watch something that could give me some tips. So the episode is focused on Robbie, uh, the 15-year-old boy dinosaur, uh, going out and finally getting to go to my favorite thing about this episode, the job wizard. Job, please. He touches your head, looks into your eye, and decides what job you'll have for the rest of your life. Yeah. Voiced by Jason Alexander. Mm-hmm. We think. I think. Yes. It sounds like Jason Alexander. It does. Also, sexual Harris. Definitely Jason Was Alexander. definitely voiced yes. by Jason Alexander. Repeat offenders. Um, Which I still think it's possible that the people that did the voice had to be inside the puppet or manning the puppet. Probably not. Now, Don't know what's required I'm, of that job. I might be going out on a limb here to say this but i did watch this show when i was very young Mm -hmm. and i think that it definitely influenced my feeling that that like oh you're just gonna find your passion one day Mm -hmm. you know just someone's gonna tell it to you ironic because this job he definitely just gave him the job his dad had yeah it was it didn't work out for him at all just Mm -hmm. and it's a terrible job yeah he Um, hated it we, we didn't say much about this to begin with but the show itself is is all themed around pro-environmental causes by satirizing um, environmental issues. So the father is a tree pusher, which the sole purpose of that job is they all live in a swamp, but he pushes the trees down in the swamp so as to less lessen the amount of oxygen in the environment and so that the trees won't grow, grow back. And eventually the, the, I mean, and then obviously like the name of the family is Sinclair, mm-hmm. um, which is a big oil company. BP is the name of the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, the name of the corporation is We Say So. Um, there's the, a, a lot of stuff. The president is definitely Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my favorite line of the mm-hmm. episode. Uh, the advertisements on this show, like they have the characters watching TV. Alcohol. The more you drink, the less you think. <laughs> which, very real. It's just stuff a kid's not going to get. No. Nor should like, a kid know I think about a kid that. would understand, would be like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. But what I took away from this episode was clearly that someone is just going to come down at some point and say, look, this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Give you your passion. Robbie wanted to be a rock legend. It's not how it worked out for him. He's a tree pusher. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, the environmental themes from this show led to 
uh, the demise of the dinosaurs, um, that they brought about their own um, death. We and, did not get to this episode. I couldn't take any more of it. Yeah, this show is, is difficult to watch. This this particular episode, which was the last episode of the series, was so... Pe- people, the, the, the producers of the show thought was so detrimental to children that may be watching that they put a warning on it. That it was not suitable. Or that it, they were very, they were very like, adult themes discussed. And... I very much remember this episode. Mm-hmm. Why my father allowed me to watch it, I do not know. But he's, we've talked about this episode. He's a hippy dippy tree hugger. That's um, why we've talked about this episode as as once I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. And he remembers the last line in the show clearly, which is really sad. Which is that the little baby, upon realizing that he's going to die, the baby says to the daddy. Daddy, will I dream? Oh, God. And the show just ends. And my dad still talks about that as being one of the greatest television show moments ever. I can imagine your dad saying that. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, and I think, it, and it was great. Like, it was a really, like, what a well done show. Sure. For adults mm-hmm. that can comprehend that. But, yeah, at the same, like, if, if it had to be between this and Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Roseanne every day. Like, I can't think of any show that was on at the time that I wouldn't pick that show over Dinosaurs. Anyway, I just hated it. Um, <laughs> are we done talking about the career ones? The sh- I was having a hard time as I was watching it thinking, how am I going to talk about this in a funny way? Because frankly, the show's like not funny. Because they're just too dimensional. And then like that one, the, the dance instructor part was the only three-dimensional part of the father character that we saw at all. Yeah. Besides him being, um, you know, rude to his wife. Well, you know, like I or... think the show, like in in light of times, would mm-hmm. be funny if some of the themes weren't literally being repeated in present day. Oh yeah. Like, how many years later? Thirty. Like that's insane. Mm-hmm. That that's that that like, there's an episode that was filmed in 1991 about. A woman being a, a female dinosaur, I should say. <laughs> See what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it's very hard to separate it from reality. Mm-hmm. But a female dinosaur getting Entering fired, a male work, yeah, from this from the We Say So Corporation, where she's hired to be a tree pusher, and then she's fired for not wanting to have Which sex. They didn't with, want to hire her. At uh, all. One of the, uh, her boss. the the foreman, yeah, yeah the foreman wants to have sex with her. And like, this isn't even thinly veiled, by the way. No. I mean, they blatantly come out and say, uh-huh. like. I, I wanted to like what they say in the, in the hearing mm-hmm. um, they say, you know, they ask questions like what, what, uh, what kind of underwear are you wearing? What are you wearing? And like, it's insane. The the stuff, and this is like this. ABC. It's also PG. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, I think a lot of it would have been more funny if it wasn't 30 years later. And like, this they just had a women's March, you know, still 20 concerned. minutes away. And like, um, it's still a very large issue. And the end of the episode of the, about the sexual harassment episode, like it ends with how long will it take us you know and the show is set 60 million years ago and so like obviously the idea i think i I would think that the creators probably thought oh like in 30 years when someone's watching this on abc.com if you have to think about it that was like 25 ish years after you know the second wave of feminism yeah 
not a lot. I mean, the sexual harassment stuff, the masculinity issues, like there are things that today wouldn't surprise me actually happening, Mm -hmm. which is really weird. So we watched another, like our final episode, which is called Green Card, um, which frankly, I just, I don't even want to talk about it. It's just too real today. It was based about racism to four-legged dinosaurs. Kicking people out. Yeah. They just, and legs. they just did like a car blanche kick out. Mm-hmm. And then building a wall. Yep. Um, so we're just going to leave that right there. But I, I will, I will tell you, you should, you can go to abc.com and watch every single episode of the show. As much as we have kind of torn it down a little bit, um, it did have some really interesting cast members that did all the voices. The puppet work is really good. Even the guy from Elmo is on it, even though I know he's not a bad, he he's, is bad, yeah. bad person. Was he convicted? Uh, I honestly, I think he killed himself, but I what? Don't, I don't know no. where it ended. Okay. Well, I, y'all can dig into that on your own time <laughs> and see what happened to the guy that voiced Elmo. Um, don't look into it. Honestly, there's a documentary there, on Netflix. There's too many bad things going on these I days. I know about that guy. Um, but Christopher Maloney was in it. The girl from Arrested Development, the wife, Jessica Walter Walker. Yeah, I don't that know. sounds about right. Um, and then just really like pretty f- relatively famous people joined on for the show. The so, voice for the grandma sounded famous, but again, I didn't do any research, so I don't know who that was. Yeah, I think her name was Florence. Um, Florence something. Mm. not sure but the show was really well done it was really well produced it was for a time i don't think it actually was ever competitive with the simpsons but but it was abc's attempt at the simpsons um they gave it four seasons which they were gonna make a movie and then the ratings just tanked tanked yeah um but anyway it was a great show i think my number one takeaway from it as an adult looking back on it into into childhood um is that i think it it probably gave me a ton of liberal ideas that I did not realize I had. Although I've never been a huge, huge environmentalist. It's always been um, kind of a, um, I don't know, in the background. But because the show is, is is very, very environmentalist. I also watched Captain Planet a ton as a child. Oh, yes. So I think, um, you know, ideas could have come from anywhere. But anyway, um, to end the show, I wanted to uh, talk about something that I think is really pretty adorable. And that is Elise Fess's TV show she watched this week. Are we included movies too or just TV shows? Let's go ahead and throw them all in. Okay. So I want to just say that Elise watches a lot of television during the week. Even though she works a ton, she somehow manages to fit in an ungodly amount of television. She is always watching something. And unlike most people that I think would relish in the small moments that you capture in between let's say putting the popcorn on and going back to sit down or having to use the bathroom (laughs) or getting a cup of coffee or walking from one room to another. Nope. Elise will use this time to watch even 10, 17 seconds of a television show. Um, And I'll be honest, she also usually is reading Entertainment (laughs) Weekly while she does that. The Entertainment Weekly never seems to move from page to page, but she slowly works her way from cover to cover of that magazine. I'm I'm really behind. I'm working on the end of year issue right now. If you had a poll string, I'm really behind 
would be one of the classic lines that would come out of your mouth. Okay. Um, so I wanted to uh, give everybody that's listening an opportunity to hear something that I don't think, I honestly don't think you'll hear anywhere else, which is what is Elise best watching this week. Mm-hmm. So what are, you, what are you watching this week? So calling back to your pull string comment, uh, Jenny is referring to my Google Doc that I keep track of all the TV shows that I'm up to date on for the current season that are airing new episodes and how many episodes I'm behind. I have a separate section for shows that are on Netflix or whatever or whatever various website I can find them on and for canceled television shows. I recently finished Sons of Anarchy. So exciting. I loved it. A lot of violence, a lot of death, uh, but otherwise very good. I've also been watching a lot of Absolutely Fabulous. I have a hold on the movie. So I have to get caught up on the show. Can you explain for everybody what a hold is if they don't familiar? Sure. So the public library purchases new things when they are released. DVDs, books, what have you. And instead of paying actual money to purchase uh, these movies or rent them, I simply put a hold on them at the public library, which I have two library cards. Thank you, Northern She's Virginia. two systems. No. Arlington and Alexandria. They allow you. At I mean, once. Yes. It's allowed. Um... You have been watching a lot of Absolutely Fabulous, which is really irritating to hear in the background. She does not care for it. Um, I like it a lot, though. And then I also watched uh, The Good Place, which I really enjoy. Kristen Bell, Mike Shore is the creator. Um, Ted Danson, hilarious. And The Lethal Weapon, the new, the new, yes. Damon Wayans and some other dude in Jordana. Jordana, Dana, I don't know. The lady you look, from if you're looking at me for help, you're going to find it. Fast and Furious, yeah. Paul Paul Walker's wife in Fast and Furious. She's supposed to pay, play a therapist, which is laughable because I don't think she knows how to, you know, string words together that aren't already written down for her. No offense to her. Um, also got caught up on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Really far behind on that. Still have eight episodes to go, but um, I gotta say, still very good. And I hope they renew it for another season. Um, the last thing I think was how to get away with murder. Uh, let's see. I still have three episodes to go with that one to be current. And, you know, Viola Davis is an amazing. Maybe one day I'll see all the speeches she did for all the awards. I don't know. The Emmys, I think she cried. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't stay current. This is the thing. Um, we also watched a bunch of movies. We watched Dave and Mike Need Wedding Dates. Recommend it. Great. Hilarious. Um, triple X, triple X. We saw in the theaters. Also amazing. I don't know how I don't know how comfortable I am with people knowing that we saw it in the theaters. But you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, that's right. We paid real money to mm-hmm. see Triple X: The Return yep. of Xander Cage. Yep. In theaters, we had not seen the first two in power reclining seats, having never watched the first two Triple that's X right. movies. It didn't matter because it, and it didn't matter at all. And it was a great time. Yes. We also saw the new Jason Bourne movie, which eh, yeah. I don't know how I felt about it. I've also never seen a Jason Bourne movie. And I have. So, you know, whatever. And we watched another another action movie at home. Blanking on the name of it. Must not have been that good. Yeah, must not have been very memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we try. Oh, we Deepwater t- Horizon. Deepwater Horizon. That was such a good movie. Oh. Yes. I was shocked. Who knew the explosion of an oil rig could be that engaging? But it was. They made something that we have no knowledge about. Well, the aftermath, of course, but, you know, or oil exploratory rigs. Side note, 
one and maybe a good end note. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently applied to the consulting firm that did the commercials for BP after that. Wow. And it made me seriously doubt whether or not that application had, was going to get to the right hands. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes, uh, rate this episode, subscribe, leave us a review. Feel free to send us any questions at our email at wlutpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account uh, at wlutwt, and we have a Facebook page. You can go and like us and see more info in our website is who let us watch this.buzzsprout.com thanks for listening bye